Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about finances and marriage, what that looks like, um, give you kind of some of our experiences and what we went through and what has helped us, and hopefully it'll be able to help you. Today, we do have um, our guest slash third partner, Harlan Tavron, with us again. Yep. So we're uh, <laughs> excited to have him and what he'll contribute to this conversation. Um, so let's dive in to the episode. Uh, so finances and marriage, people um, definitely don't talk about this. It's almost like this one and um, I don't know. There's I don't think there's anything else that people don't talk about in marriage more than this. Um, that's my experience. I could be wrong. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but um, that's how I feel. Uh, but yeah. it's a, it's a big topic. Um, I don't think it's taught uh, in intimate circles, like people that are close to me, like how to kind of uh, set your uh, your marriage up financially um, and or how to get through those things until there's a big blow up and a big fight. And now we need counseling and now all that, like there's not the preemptive setup uh, for greatness like we have um, even with our individual finances or. Um, some of us who didn't even have those conversations until later in life, uh, which is why it can be challenging. Um, I know for sure everyone has an idea about what finances should. Now think about bringing that together with your spouse who may have a completely different personality when it comes to money than you. Um, so that that's definitely a challenge. But what are your guys' thoughts on just finance and marriage uh, together? Uh, I think it depends mostly on the example that you had coming up. Um, I know in my experience, I didn't have a very good example of how to manage money. Um, it was actually never even really talked about. The only, only time we talked about money in my family was when we didn't have it and when the lights were about to get cut off. Yeah. Right. And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's, I mean, that's probably a bill you should pay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, personally, me coming into my marriage, I didn't know how to talk about money um, within a marriage. And more or less, you know, I think that my wife just assumed that me being an adult knew how to manage money. But that was not an assumption she should have, she should have made. <laughs> <laughs> I was messing up, man. I was just out there, you know, living a single monetary life within my marriage and just, you know, we, we didn't have joint bank accounts. I was just spending recklessly, um, to my everlasting regret. I remember, demise. well, not demise cause it was something that was able to be fixed, but you know, we had to be aware that it was a problem and go down the path of fixing it. But to my everlasting regret, I remember, 
uh, talking to her while I was at work one day. And I was like, hey, babe, look outside. She was like, what am I looking at? I was like, you see that truck out there? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> big spender. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I had a car still. Oh, wow. So I just, mm. you know, randomly introduced a new payment into our life. Fall out. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, to that point, uh, Brian, I, uh, people aren't naturally good at money. Like, right. It's not something that you just are born with. And, and to your point again, like if you don't have someone to teach you that um, or if you don't learn it in school, which they don't necessarily teach much of that in high school, like who knows what debt is in high school? You know, the first time most people get introduced to debt is when, you know, a lot of people that is, you know, you're on a college campus and there's some random dude trying to give you away a credit card. You're like, oh, yeah, man, sign me up for that credit card. And let me just go and, and run up some some uh, some some bills. And, and where is this? Where is, you know, pay pay now and then don't worry about it. I can do that. That's great. I'll buy I'll buy everything I want to buy. You know, so you kind of you learn it about money. Most circles by messing up mm-hmm. and then fixing it. But like, man, that's a that's a silly way and sucky way to learn. But you know, money is it it it's so uh, important to us as individuals and in and in a marriage. Um, and it's important. You know, the Bible talks about money endlessly. You know, um, you know, people think money is bad. No, money's not bad. Money is actually really really good. Um, you can use money for bad things, but you know that's not obviously that's not God's intent. But you know. I'd rather have a lot of money than not a lot of money, you know, and uh, it's, it's just, that's just going to be it for me. Money is, is important. Um, And, but you gotta, you gotta know what to do because a fool and his money are soon parted, you know, Uh, that, that, that'll happen, you know, in a second, if you're not wise, you know, there's like stories of, of NBA players, you know, you've seen like these stories like Antoine Walker, you know, was, you know, former basketball player for the Celtics. And, you know, he made millions of dollars and, you know, was broke. You know, a little while ago, there was like Delonte West, who was a guard at St. John's. And he played in the NBA for a couple of years, too. And St. Joe's, rather. He played in the NBA and he made lots of money. And just recently he was in, you know, broke in a rehab center. You know, just lost all of his money. You know, no one had shown him how to do it. There's a story of Shaq. Where like he he got signed his first contract and it was broke at the end of the day, you know. Like so, <laughs> you, if you don't know what you're gonna do with your money, even if you have a lot of it, you could throw that right out the window. So when you when you you know think about it in regards to like your marriage, then I you know it's you you're gonna want to have a, have this conversation with the person um, before you get go down that aisle. Yeah, for sure, for sure, all good things there. Um, just to bring the context of the the gravity of of money and financial conversations within your marriage, it's like eighty um, percent of those that get divorced say money is the main reason why they're getting, or money had a part to play in um, that divorce within your marriage. And if you think about that, right? If we're we're in a debt or a society of debt, um, you know, we have credit cards, we have student loans. 
um, and I was reading an article that said like almost half of the couples with more than $50,000 in debt say money is their reason for arguments. But it also says like anyone carrying around that much debt has anxiety when talking about personal finance in general. And like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you, when you have this looming thing over your life, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to talk through those things. Um, so just to bring that, I mean, finances are a big deal when it comes to marriage. And if you can connect with your wife and get on the same page, it will just take your marriage to another level. And I can speak from experience on that. Um, and it's, it's an amazing thing. So, um, so we're just going to hit a couple points today. Um, that can maybe help help our married people out there or those thinking about married uh, just have a different perspective on how to bring in the conversation of marriage within your um within your with your spouse and kind of um, tackle that. So, um, Brian Harlan, what's your how do you or how did you bring the conversation of finances? Um, to your wife or how did you guys start discussing it? I, I think I alluded to it earlier, not alluded to it. I uh, blatantly put my mess out there. Um, so ultimately that's <laughs> how we initially started talking about, um, you know, finance. And I, I misspoke. I bought that truck before we were married. Um, and my then wife to be, you know, said to me, like, you understand, like, that decision affects both of us. Like, we're about mm-hmm. to be married and, like, that is now both of our debts. And mm-hmm. That's not how I thought about it going into it. But that's what made me start going down that path. Um, wise woman. And then with, wise woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> uh, I'm married up. <laughs> now, in speaking with Paul and, you know, the learning rabbit hole that I've been going down in trying to learn how to operate a business. Um, you know, Paul, you had introduced me to Dave Ramsey. Now it took a little, a while longer for me to really go down that path. But once I found it, I brought that plan to her and I was like, you know, if for nothing else, I need you to go down this path with me because <clears throat> I feel like this is going to make me better. And if we can get on the same page through this plan, and that that goes to say also that, you know, as much as we're going to say that you need a plan, I needed a plan because I needed something to focus on, right? Especially if you talk about, you know, being an athlete on a team, and just going out there playing a game, but having no plan to execute on, no game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I came up. So I needed a game plan right. to be able to focus my energy into. And so, you know, Dave Ramsey's plan uh, served as that focus point for me. And so when I brought that to her, you know, we had a little ups and downs about it, um, you know, contested a little bit on, you know, what ways we wanted to execute, but mm-hmm. eventually just came together and we're now walking down that path and making a lot of progress very rapidly. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> I think going into it, my wife and I, uh, you know, I had some school loans. Uh, she had some school loans. But other than that, you know, we didn't have too much personal debt or anything going in. And so, um, you know, we wanted to just come to the table with just truth. You know, here's what here's what we have going on in our finances. And, you know, we we did the premarital counseling counseling. And one of the questions they asked is like, hey, um, so how, you know, are you going to just, you know, pay the bills? What's the plan for that? And so I don't think had we not have had that premarital counseling, I don't think I would have thought about that part of it. You know, it was just like, well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll do this. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't have a plan for your money, then you're going to just lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, natural. It'll, it'll go through your hands like silk, silk. That's not even what I want to say. It'll just go through your fingers like water, right? You can't hold on to it. It's just going to, it's going to go right through. Um, you got to have a plan for it. Um, so, we at least established, you know, how we're going to do bank accounts, you know, um, how we're going to, you know, pay the bills, where it's going to come from. Um, and then, you know, that kind of changed as our, um, the plan changed because our life situation has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife ended up, uh, um, you know, uh, taking off from work in order to be a a stay at home mom and, and take care of our, our son. So, you know, she didn't have the income coming in, but you know, we had, you know, one income and like, well, now we got to pay everything out of this one. And then even from that, you know, I will still, I'll still have money coming into my account, but from that, I'm going to throw something into yours. So then you have something to, to spend. And so we had that conversation as well. Um, you know, and then as we, you know, progressed on, you know, through our, our marriage, it, it, it changed again because, you know, we, we weren't taking on debt. We still had house debt. We still had a couple other things, cars, and we're like, well, let's try to ex- accelerate this thing. And there is a, I went to a seminar uh, at one of the local churches. I can't remember the, the gentleman who runs the the business, but it was, I was broke. Now I'm not. I-W-B-N-I-N is, you know, they have an app and they have a website and things. It was super, super helpful because what it got you to do is to take account for every single cent that you bring in right? And allocate it accordingly, even down to the idea of how much you're going to spend on things like Uber Eats. Like I'm only going, I have an Uber Eats, you know, uh, you know, balance that I'm going to only use up to this amount. And and I can't go over it because I've spent every other dime and exactly where it needs to go. Even to the point they they call it, I think it's absolute zero where that's where you want to get to, you know, when you get your pay. So your pay comes in, and then you're allocating every single dime, you know, to, to, to the extent that you, you know, you know where, how much your, you know, your light bill is going to be. You may not know that exactly, but you know, you know that it's going to be around something. So you, you've allocated it, you've allocated every money and then everything that you, uh, everything that's left over, you know, you're putting that into savings, you know, or, you know, just so that you're allocating exactly where your money goes. And, and for us, it allowed us to, you know, we had picked up, you know, a little bit of debt with, uh, you know, washers and, you know, bed sets and things like that. And so we were able to put those, you know, um, as a priority of paying down the debts, you know, so the credit cards, you know, we try to pay those off, pay them down. Um, but the, that, that site will give you so much insight into how to do it. They have spreadsheets that will help you to, um, you know, just track all of your spending. And that's what ended up helping us like tracking it all 
being upfront and honest about it, having that conversation about, you know, where is this money going to go? Um, I think now I'm a little bit less, a little bit more lax. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Lord's working on me. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, there was a time that, that we were like hard, hard, fast and furious on that. Yeah. I mean, that definitely ebbs and flows just for everyone out there. Like when you're on your journey, you're going to be really strict sometimes and you're really going to kind of, you know, not be as strict. Uh, what you're, the plan that you're talking about, I mean, um, the Ramsey plan is basically the same thing. You just, you allocate literally everywhere, every dollar that comes in, mm -hmm. where it's going. Um, and like you said, anything left you can put into toward debt or toward savings or whatever it is. But it's the whole point is coming together, talking about it with your spouse, figuring out what's going and then trying to stick with it as close as you can. Um, the closer you stick to that plan, the more you win with your money. It just is what mm -hmm. happens. Um, if you're a little bit more loose with it, then the money, like you said, starts to slip through your hands and you're like, where did it go? Um, mm -hmm. But the how the conversation started with my wife and I um, was we, you know, we're realizing we made a decent amount of money um, and we wanted to look at buying a house. So then it was like, okay, what do we need to do to get ourselves in a better situation? I mean, I, mm -hmm. um, I was basically the only one with student debt and she wasn't really big on credit cards. So she didn't have a lot of debt at all. I don't, I think maybe her car, like, and we finished paying that off before we got really serious. Um, so, but it was looking like, how can we set ourselves up um, to buy a house? So that was just a thing. So actually, before we even got on the Ramsley plan, I had started working a, an additional job because I knew we needed a down payment. And it was like, well, what we're doing now, it's going to be harder to figure out how to save money, but it'll be easier to just earn more. So I did that. And when I was doing that, sure. I found a podcast with Dave Ramsey, and that's how we started. Um, but it was for me, like Brian said, I just needed a plan that I could execute. Um, and it really was kind of the same way. I, when you described that, Brian, I didn't, I don't think we ever talked about that part of it, but it was more like I asked for, because it was like a cost for, they have like a system where there's episodes. Um, and then they have all this, all this uh, spreadsheets and all that stuff. And they kind of walk you through changing your mindset about money. Um, but I asked for that for my birthday. Um, and when, because I never asked for anything, my wife knew I was serious. Like, you know, <laughs> we had tried to budget and stuff before, but when you ask for something, she's like, all right, well, I guess I'll, I'll you know, I'll figure out what it is. And I think she was, she was actually, um, kind of leaning on me for that um for me to take a stand in that for our family um so when I did she was on board and it kind of went from there now it wasn't easy um and getting that set up figuring out each month trying to figure out our budget where we were good where we weren't um so whatever plan you think I think you have to get a plan and if you come to your wife with a plan sh she will receive it you know, if you come with like, hey, this is what I think was best for our family. This is what I think was best for me. Like, I'll be less anxious. I'll be able to execute this. And in that, we'll be better as a unit. If you just, I think that's a good conversation starter. Um, what are some, do you guys have any other ways to kind of start that conversation if you're not used to having that? 
Um, first, I think I like what you said, you know, is uh, come with a plan. Um, but I would also add to that, <clears throat> excuse me, come with that plan ready to have a discussion, mm-hmm. right? And I think my mistake when I first brought this conversation up was I came with this plan expecting that this is what we were going to execute, not let's have a discussion about it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, if I could give any advice out there, don't make that mistake. Man, that's in all in all aspects of communication with your wife. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, I just came in like, this is the best. I know everything. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, um, I'm not bad with money. Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> I can only imagine what she was thinking. Like, are you gonna Oh, man, I need to ask now? her that question. <laughs> You're the one who messed up. <laughs> That's interesting. (laughs) So after I humbled myself, (laughs) I was like, please, pretty please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, babe, I think this could possibly be. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. But But, but I think the fact that you came with a plan probably garnered her respect. And is that the plan that you guys eventually went with? Yes. Okay. So, and and to Sarge, to your point, like, you know, I I feel like you were kind of, you said something about, uh, you know, she'll, if you come with a plan, she'll kind of like uh, adhere to it or like fall under it. I think it's probably out of respect. Again, it comes down to, you know, not the submission part so much as it's, you know, hey, you think this is best for the, the family. You're, you're as the man, you're leading this family and then I trust you. And let's, you know, with the conversation, of course, right. um, and the, her input, because, you know, uh, you know, males might be the head, but if, if anything else, the the woman is the neck and she's helping the head to turn left and right. So, you know, she, her input, um, you know, my wife's input is, is, is legit, you know? And so I might come up with the idea, but you know, I'm not going to, you know, it makes sense to just have her along on that ride. So then, you know, man, it's so much like two heads are better than one. Like I, I, I'm exponentially smarter when my wife is thinking about the things that I'm thinking about. Right. I don't know if, I don't know if she's exponentially smarter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But for us, but like for me, I'm like, I'm empowered. I could like, all right, this makes a lot more sense now because I've had at least one other person who I trust be able to dissect this thing. And, you know, we could make the choice together. And if it works, then man, we'll celebrate and if it doesn't work, well, I mean, we tried something together. Okay, maybe it didn't work. Let, well, let's, we can go back to the drawing board. It's not really a, a fail. It's maybe it's a fall, but we've fallen forward. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, if, you know, if that's the end result, then, you know, we can get back up and, and try it again. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, to both of your points, like being prepared to bring something to the conversation. And if your wife is loving, you know, or, you know, your spouse is loving, you know, I guess probably just for the male perspective at this point, if you're, if your wife is loving and sh- she'll know that, hey, man, my, my man is bringing something to this table and he's passionate about it. Like Sarge, you said that you, you know, you asked for that certain thing, you know, and she, she heard you and responded to it and, and bought it for you. So, you know, she knew it was, it was legit and, you know, um, she respected you for it and you were able to execute a plan that you, that you brought with her help. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we talked about, you know, bringing that conversation, having a plan for sure. Um, Harlan, you mentioned something a little bit earlier. You said, you know, you may want to be 
a little bit more diligent now, um, which kind of leads into not saying you're doing this, but where have you slipped up and how did you recover as far as like once you were like, we're going to do this and this is our goal. Um, I know everything didn't come smooth as a baby's bottom right out the out the yeah. gate. Well, I, I think you get to the point where you've so we we were really, really blessed to eliminate a whole lot of debt, you know, um, not a whole lot, but just all the debt that was non-house. You know, we didn't have, the cars were paid. You know, we didn't have any bad credit card debts. You know, um, it, there was nothing that was that was out there. And so, um, you know, we were able to we, we had a little bit more money. You know, when you have a little bit more money, you kind of you get a little bit more loose. Um, what was what was a, a real blessing, though, as a sidebar is um, at this was probably like in 2000. 16 or so our church went into a um like a rebuilding kind of a thing where you know we were giving a little bit above our means um where we were making sacrifices to give you know um just uh with the thought that it's a little bit more than we would be normally comfortable with giving um and that you know that that season was probably like a, a two-year season when we were doing that and then when the the pledge time ended, you know, um, we were able to kind of take the money that we were giving over and put that towards also, you know, a house. You know, had we not had had we not been faithful in in that season of of just giving and being able to allocate our money in a, a more intelligent way, so that's that that would include for us like um you know like what um what recurring charges are happening that I'm not necessarily using? Like, it, it, are there like, you know, $10 charges here and there? Am I paying for like, you know, stupid, you know, like video game extension packs, whatever, you know, what are, what are the things that are like, like dribs and drabs that are coming out of the account? So we had to like really take a close look at that. Um, and, but that allowed us to see that there was a lot more, um, more money that we could allocate towards something better, a, a house. Um, so, I don't even know what your, what was your question? Said, how, I, I said, how did you slip up? And you're like, oh, we won. Uh, you, what were the challenges? Let's, let's bring that. What, how did you get there? Were there any challenges and how did you face them as far as getting on board as a, as a unit? So I actually think he did answer the question because he went down the same path that I was going to go down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you find increases in your income, um, you begin to get comfortable. There it is. Right. Gotcha. And you you start to <laughs> to slack a little bit and you're like, well, we don't necessarily need to be that focused. Yeah, yeah. And it's that mindset. And I was going to bring that up as well. It's like the two mindsets of uh, abundance and shortage. Right. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I know how to earn money. I could always increase my income. And for that reason, I always feel like I can out earn my stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was able to do mm -hmm. that. And the problem with that is the more money you make, the more money you spend, and yeah, then you true. have to really keep increasing your income. But at some point, you're going to get tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so I think that's more or less what happened to me. You know, I went into a new job expecting to make X, and I was making like 
L. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was making like L money <laughs> with the potential to make X money. Mm-hmm. Right. So the potential was there, but I never fell in love with the job enough to commit myself to make the X money. And the next thing I know, I'm still spending X money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. Oops. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, that was the biggest thing. And even now where we've got a lot of those things under control, right? But, you know, we're, we're making more money and we're on the plan and, you know, my my wife's car will be paid off next next month and we've been putting like fifteen hundred dollars a month specifically on her car which is amazing right and just recently i spoke to my wife i was like i feel like we're still losing money somewhere like i i think we could make this happen faster if we stayed more focused and i started just within the last day or two go through the bank account i'm like we're eating our money yeah. Right? And now we spend a lot of money on groceries as most larger families would. But then like we just get tired and we're like, you know what? It's not going to bust the budget if we just buy some wings. Facts, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. Mm-hmm. That's and that's that's 100 percent. And I don't know if it's pandemic driven, um, but for for us, that's that's exactly what it is. Even the past maybe two or three months I've been noticing and it's just like uh, we could do better. But we don't necessarily have to. So I think it's the the strictness, the discipline is what I lack. You know, like mm-hmm. I know it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I've accepted that it makes sense. I've actually executed it right. to the point where I've seen that it makes sense. And yet I'm deciding that I'm not going to go down this path because I just don't want to. We get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You know, and, and, the, and the thing is, like, I don't want to be comfortable in this area i'm in in my marriage where we have debt mm. it's so easy to be comfortable because everyone else around you for the most part is living that lifestyle yeah. where mm-hmm. like oh just you know, I'll, I'll put it on my card it's fine you know this that and the third but when you finally wake up and you realize how much you are robbing from your future from your child's futures you know you have to go back to your why of why, you know, what what's driving you and refocus. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is easy to slip up, but I think the stronger your why is, the easier it is to get back on back on track. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Finding your why. Um, and Harlan, you said something about the discipline. I think consistency is is so paramount to staying on it and to um, stop your slip ups. I mean, for us, when we uh, when we don't talk about it, when we don't have, you know, our monthly meeting before the month happens, like it's a wrap, like not as far as like everything goes to pot and we're like have no money for the next month. It's just more like our goals are not met. Like we might as well yeah. say we didn't even make goals this month. So I think meeting regularly, I think in the beginning you should meet as often, maybe even once a week, just to have a little touch bases so that you can get used to having those conversations. Then as you get farther in, minimum once a month, so you can talk about that next month, get everything budgeted, because I'll forget about things like birthdays or like, you know, things on the calendar that we may have to allocate that would be like a one-off for a certain month that's not a consistent thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we slip up and succeed 
based on how much we meet. Um, so if we're if we're meeting and staying consistent, we're doing well. Um, but if we don't meet, then we don't reach our goals. Um, which, like like you said, Brian, like that's you got to stay future focused. And if you can mm-hmm. keep something to remind you somewhere, like we're doing this for our future. Um, or if you even have like if you calculate out, you know, we make these payments. The last payment will be such and such. And if you keep that month there you mm-hmm. can see okay if i'm if i'm focused this will be the end if i really focus we could actually move this up so it's like i think if you have for me i need like a visual cue and just um to remind me of my why and to stay consistent yeah and i, I like what you said there um and me having that abundance mindset as well I, I learned to refocus it where it used to be like, I'll just out earn my stupid. It's now like, all right, we have this plan. We've allotted, you know, X amount of dollars to put towards this debt every month. How can I increase that? Mm-hmm. How can I earn more to make that happen faster? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like competing with myself to, to pay off the debt faster, which is why I had that conversation with my wife the other day is like, I, I feel like we're losing money somewhere. So I know it's slipping through our fingers. We just need to account for it. Yeah. And even if it's, you know, on something that we need, that's fine. I just need to know where it's going. Therefore, I know, I, all right, I need to focus in this area. And as you know, they'll, they'll, if you ever listen to the Dave Ramsey show, they they talk about, you know, your your shovel size, which is your income. How can I increase my shovel size right. to to you know make that scoop full right. <laughs> into this debt uh, bigger? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think before we wrap up, I do want to talk about one thing, um, which is if this is a lot of people for their this financial journey, getting out of debt or putting towards something in the future, um, it seems like it's a never ending cycle, right? Because you're if you have debt, you're trying to get out of debt. Once you're over debt, you're trying to pay off your house. Once your house is paid off, you want to do like vacations and like build on your your wealth or your, you know, the, fut- the future of your kids, whatever that is. Um, so it's very, very important to celebrate the small wins. When you set a goal and you meet a goal, you need to be able to celebrate it. Um, so even allocating money to celebrate those things, whatever that is, maybe if you're you stay under your food budget, you're allowed to, you know, go out to eat or, you know, just pick something up or whatever, just whatever it is. Um, so what do you guys think or what are some ways that you can celebrate the small wins of hitting your goals or your, your micro goals getting to your big goal? So in the Dave Ramsey plan, I like the idea of having a budget line for fun money. And with that, I like to use it to go to dinner because, you know, that's, like I said, one of the ways that we lose a lot of our money by either going to dinner or ordering out and not having that Mm -hmm. in the budget. So I think that if you plan for those things, you know, you complete a goal, it could still be within your budget uh, and and on task or on plan to have that celebration. Um, So for us, one of the things that we like to do is... uh, Go to dinner because we're foodies and I like you it. Know, should probably weigh more than we do. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would agree. You know, it, it's it's great to celebrate over food. Um, 
you know, how do you celebrate a win? Um, I don't think we've, we, I don't know if we've, uh, I think the wins for us have been just accomplishing the, the, the goals, you know, like it's, I, you know, on the app that I was using, like, you know, when, you know, when one credit card gets paid off, you know, it's like, it's great. And then, man, you see it kind of like delete and it's like, man, all right, that, that's, that's a, that's the mm-hmm. win right there to eliminate that debt. And then you don't take that money and then go frivolously spend it. No, you take the, what you were paying in that card that you just paid off and then you apply it to the, the next, the next one, yeah. if you know, if you have multiple cards, you apply that whole thing, not to your slush fund, but you apply it to, um, you know, the next card that you have. And so now you were paying, you maybe you were paying the minimum on that one, but now you're paying the minimum plus all the mm-hmm. the money that you're paying for the former onto that that new card. So, you know, um, so seeing those those things eliminated, boom, that's that's a win. I, I love seeing, uh, you know, progress. Right. I think progress is a win, um, and you know, seeing that you can be disciplined over something um, that you aren't naturally inclined to do correctly because it's easy to spend it's probably harder to save um but you can't be on the either spectrum all the time mm-hmm. like that's just not fun you know there's there's got to be a balance and i think you know a, a lot of the contention probably in marriages is you know maybe you have two people who are on two sides of the 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 save spend and i, I think we talked about that in in uh in marital counseling, you know, you're probably going to have a saver. You're probably going to have a spender. Like if you're, if you're two people who are spenders, that's probably a bad combination. Maybe two people who are savers might be a good combination, but it seems kind of boring, you know? So like you, you probably need like mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a, a, a mixture of, of both where, you know, it's, 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 you know, you're thoughtful about what you're spending and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a together, you know, um, conversation where you're, you're doing it for the, the greatest good, which is, which is the two of you? Yeah, I think in uh, no, I, no, I think I know in our marital, marital counseling, premarital counseling, whew, finally got there. Um, <laughs> I was described as the dreamer, and I think sometimes the the spender can be wrapped up in the dreamer, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I am not risk adverse. I, you know, I will put myself out there on a limb and be like. I can make this work <laughs> right? with a saw on the hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just going at it. Right. Um, you know, but it, it helps to be on a plan and, you know, a quote I wanted to bring up by Ben Franklin is if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And I'm sure most of us had heard that before, but you know, it really rings true in your marriage uh, finances. So I just want to make sure that we put that out there. Got a plan. Got to be prepared. Facts. That's it. Yeah. Um, really, I think that about sums it up. Um, unless you guys have final thoughts to your final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you. Just, so. I, you know, I, I think, you know, just, you know, there. I'm sure there are couples who have arguments over mm-hmm. money. You know, I don't know. I've never had like a, a money argument, I don't think. But how, how do we, how do we manage that, you know, as, as husbands or, you know, what is the, what is the, what does that conversation look like? How, you know, how do you get past, you know, when there's, 
you know, a, a purchase that was a shocking purchase or, you know, um, you know, someone finds out that they have a, a hidden bank account somewhere, you know, like when, when there's lies about money, you know, um, is there a, a good way to, to go about navigating that, that conversation? Yeah. yeah. Um, just go ahead. No, I was just thinking it's, it's all about communication, right? What's your, how are you guys as a unit in communication? So I think coming, we can't come in hot, right? Cause you come in hot, then that's immediately your spouse is defensive and nothing gets done. You're just either yelling at each other or not speaking for each other for a week. Right. Um, so coming, um, coming just humble, um, you know, say coming with the, the, the goal that you guys have both decided to do and reach and, you know, just kind of saying, Hey, you know, I noticed this. Um, can you just tell me about this purchase? Or if it was something that you didn't say, like we didn't allocate this, you know, as a line item, is this something we should add or, you know, kind of start it that way. Um, and if it's a big purchase, like, say, you know, this is, you know, this may have happened now, but maybe can we have a discussion about when we have purchases over X amount, we call each other, have a discussion before we make that purchase. Um, that's something we all, when we're talking about finances with our couples, that's something we always have them decide. Like when you're, when we're talking about finances, Hey, we have them do like a small budget and then decide oh, when we make a, a purchase over this amount, we agree to call each other or have a discussion before it's made. Um, so if you can preemptively do that, obviously in this scenario, we're not there, but I think those are a couple ways that you can do that. Just remind, remind her of the goal that you guys have talk about, do you need, do we need to either raise the budget limit um, for this area? Is this a one-off? Does this, ha how often does this happen? Like, should we allocate this for every quarter, you know, once a month, whatever that is, but try to keep it as focused on the budget and not as the person. Um, but if mm -hmm. the habit becomes habitual, then maybe you have to bring in a mediator, go see a counselor or something that can kind of help you in that space. I like that. Um, I was going to speak to my experience, right? Obviously I was on the, the side of messing up. Right. And I think you have to be aware of your intent, right? Is your intent to stay married? Is your intent to be able to, um, converse with your wife? Like Paul is saying is your intent to, to move forward from your mistake, right? Um, you know, go, walking into that conversation, you know, obviously my wife was uh, very upset. So you have to allow that space for her to be upset and express how she's feeling. Um, and you have to, in my mind, have the intent to want to be better, right? right? And once, once I think she saw that and once I was able to own up to what I did as actually being a mistake, we were able to start to move forward. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be tough, but 
again, you, you really have to go back to the mindset of wanting to serve your spouse. And again, like I said, you know, your intent has to be to want to be better, to want to move forward. Um, if nothing else, I would say be mindful of why you spend the way you do, which can, you know, take maybe a little bit of a deep dive. But I think a lot of times we spend to make ourselves feel better in a lot of mm-hmm. scenarios, right? Um, Good point. We, we yeah. spend maybe to try to keep up with the Joneses because we think it's going to make us feel better. But I could tell you on the other side of that, once you spend that money and the money's gone, and then you've also put yourself in a commitment to spend more money monthly, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel so great, <laughs> especially when it's taking away from the things that you need. And you find yourself going you know, deeper and deeper into debt because you know, you're trying to catch up to something that you could never really you know, wrap your hand around to, yeah. to stop it. Um, so, and w- with that being said, it might take a drastic move to get you on the right path. For example, I didn't necessarily need to do this, but mentally I did. I was into my second truck lease. This one I had agreed with my wife to, to get, and I came to her not even a month and a half ago and said, you know what? The, the market is where it is. I think I can get out of this truck, step down in vehicle and, you know, make a positive mood, a move in our debt load. And she's like, all right, well, what are you thinking? I was like, I think I could probably, even with it being a lease, get two grand over what the buyout is for the lease, which I did end up doing. Yeah. I stepped down to a lower vehicle. Um, the dealership took, you know, a thousand dollars off of that vehicle purchase. And, you know, even though I still have a loan for the vehicle, our overall debt load decreased by eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. So We're that both. took sacrifice on our on, mm-hmm. on my part. She it was not something that she was expecting me to do, or that necessarily that she even really wanted me to do, but it was an idea I had. And because my intent was to get to our goal of purchasing a house faster, I was able to, you know, kind of just take that on the chin and like, listen, I, I can live without a truck for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And save up for one when I'm ready to purchase another one. But, you know, it it really just all goes back to intent. So I'll end with that. That's amazing. I don't really have That's anything good. else to say. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, just as we're going through in marriage, you know, when we're talking about finances, again, um, you know, come with a plan. Um be confident in that plan. Come together with your wife on that plan. Um, make sure you know, and know that you're not perfect and there may be slip-ups, um, but how to talk through them and then, you know, celebrate your small wins, um, whatever that looks like for you and your wife. Um, make sure you allot for that. And uh, that's, that's a way to kind of get your finances squared away and... Um, progress in your marriage so um with that thanks for listening we appreciate it 
Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.